Welcome to Library Land Loves, a podcast from OLA. We believe that libraries are full of the most passionate people on the planet. People who are passionate about their careers, about the people they're serving, and the programs they're running. And that passion doesn't end there. Be it the coffee they're drinking or the pop culture they're consuming, Library Land loves a lot. Thank you so much for joining us today, Liz. Uh, where are we right now? Uh, right now, we are at the Painswick branch of the Barry Public Library Excellent. in our large echoey program room. Yes. Uh, with a full-size TARDIS. I saw that. The moment I came in here, my eyes went straight to that TARDIS. Uh, so what do you do day to day? I'm the branch librarian here, so I take care of the branch. Um, I'm certainly in charge in the absence of the branch manager, but even when the branch manager is here, I am the go-to person for any questions that the staff have, any questions that the patrons have. I kind of have my fingers in all the pots and just make sure that everything is running smoothly. Excellent. Now, I know we also have a special guest that viewers and listeners can't hear, but do you want to introduce that special guest? Yes, we have with us today Norbert, our uh, branch bearded dragon. Yeah, well, I'm excited to have him. Uh, unfortunately, you guys won't hear him, but he is with us in spirit. <laughs> um, so uh, what is your fo- top five that you're going to be talking about today? So today I'm going to be talking about my top five times I used my job as an excuse to nerd out hard. Okay, well, I'm excited to dive in for this. What's number five? Number five is actually Norbert, our Norwegian Norwegian Ridgebeardy, as I call him. (laughs) We got him almost two years ago. We had a blue beta fish named the doctor, and Mm -hmm. he was about to regenerate for the second time, (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, which we don't need to tell any of the children. Um, (laughs) And we decided, my manager and I decided, what if he regenerated as a lizard? And just ran with it and found us a bearded dragon and then went to the management team and said, can we please have a lizard? (laughs) And we got a lecture from our boss boss who said, okay, but you have to take care of it and you have to clean up (laughs) after it. And if you guys leave Painswick and nobody else wants to take him, you have to take him with you. And we said, thanks, mom. Yeah, essentially, it's like begging for a puppy. Exactly. Yeah. Now, is he legit a Norwegian or is that a callback to the Harry Potter series? Definitely a callback to the Harry Potter series. He comes from uh, Tottenham, I think. Uh, And bearded dragons in general are from Australia, although he was probably born here. Right, right. (laughs) All right, perfect. Well, what is number four? So I would say number four is our Harry Potter escape room that we did last summer. Right. um, Which we had three escape rooms, all Harry Potter themed uh, for different age groups, Mm -hmm. which we ran for kids during the summer reading program and it was super fun it was an incredible amount of work i can't i could imagine i can't even believe um how much work it was just building the props and making over 300 harry potter wands to give away as prizes oh wow yeah now were each escape room different for the different age groups or were they just more complicated puzzles of the same thing no they were each different varying from for the youngest age group it was kind of uh, going to Hogwarts, where you solved your puzzles and you got a wand at the end. You found your wand, and that was your challenge. Uh, our middle-aged group was already at Hogwarts, doing some spells, spell casting there. And then the final oldest age group was defeating Voldemort. 
Uh, and so it was a little bit spookier right. and considerably harder. Right. Well, it would have to be if you're taking on the Dark Lord. Exactly. Right. Okay. Well, with these two, I'm excited to hear what the third one is. The third one, it was our 50th anniversary Doctor Who program. Okay. That was very exciting for me. I had originally planned to borrow a TARDIS from someone, and that fell through, and it really upset me. <laughs> I got very angry. As would anybody if they, the promise of a TARDIS would yeah, come through. Yeah, and it just kind of slipped away, and I got I almost, okay, I did get teary. And <laughs> one of our directors came and said, well, I'm going to build you one. Oh. And he had a full, full-size TARDIS built Custom made. He yeah. found the plans online somewhere and right. had it built and delivered for our program. And it's still to this day in our program room. And uh, kids get very excited. Adults get very excited. Everyone is excited to see the TARDIS. Now, would you have to dismantle that to get it out of this room or just space warp it out of here? Uh, space warp it out. Yeah. Uh, we have been planning to move it to our downtown branch, hopefully in time for Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a sm- slight question of whether or not it will fit through the door. Yeah, I'm <laughs> scaling the doorways, and I don't think it's going to fit. It, it is two pieces. The top comes off, but otherwise it is a solid wooden blue box. <laughs> and so it was carried in by six men, and I don't know how we would get it out. <laughs> and I definitely don't know how we'd get it into downtown. So. Oh, geez. So what else did you do for the 50th anniversary. We have, and he lives in the TARDIS, a life-size cutout of David Tennant, 10th mm-hmm. Doctor, best Doctor ever, obviously. <laughs> um, Not going to argue with that. So people could take pictures in the TARDIS with the Doctor. Mm-hmm. We had uh, crafts. You can make a little Dalek. One family came, and all, all of them, probably about six of them, all dressed up, and they had brought a canine that they had built themselves. Oh, that's so cute. It was awesome. Was it remote controlled? No. Oh. But it was really cool and they kept bringing it and asking, you know, letting other people take pictures with it mm-hmm. and it was it was very cool. Uh, so then what do we have for number two? Number two is my Harry Potter birthday party. Oh. Harry Potter is kind of my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so every year in the summer, or as close to the 31st of July as I can get, depending on where that falls in the week. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a birthday party for Harry Potter mm-hmm. where we do crafts for younger children for the most part. Uh, that's where the Harry Potter wand started. With, oh, okay. Um, with the Harry Potter birthday party. But uh, every year I try to find new crafts for them to do. I usually make cauldron cakes. I've Ooh. made fever fudge. I've made pumpkin pasties. I make butterbeer every year. Right. Everybody loves the butterbeer, of course. Right. And then the big main attraction is we play Quidditch on our front lawn. Oh, now that's a fun. Now, how do you structure the Quidditch? Because I know uh, a buddy of mine is in the National Quidditch League. Mm-hmm. So, how do you guys structure this? I would say similarly to how you would find it in the National Quidditch League or the International Quidditch Association, which mm-hmm. they have in the United States, mm-hmm. um, in that we play seven on seven. We have our made-to-scale, as per Quidditch Association rules, hoops that mm-hmm. I made in my garage and <laughs> currently live in my garage. Yep. We have the, the snitch as a person, if we have enough yep. people, and somebody is willing to run that fast, mm-hmm. which somebody always is. Yep. So they play on the lawn, and they have their beaters, who instead of hitting the ball with a bat, they just throw the ball at, e- at each other. Right. And uh, a quaffle that the chasers use to... S- to score as per normal Quidditch. Yep, yep, yep. The hardest is actually finding someone who to be keeper. Nobody ever wants to be keeper, so often that's me. Right. Um, because they want to run around with the brooms between their legs. Of course. Because 
that's hysterical. Right. Well, the selling feature is that Ron was a great keeper. Yes, that's so true. I could always just pump that push up. that. Yeah. Um, sometimes you have kids who are a little bit more reserved and they might want to play keeper because then they don't have to run as much. Right. Um, but they usually get bored after a couple of games and they say, okay, I'm in. Oh, no. See, that was always my jam growing up. I was always the keeper or the goalie. Yeah. Just less running. Yeah. No, I'm totally fine with less running. Yeah. Okay, so I'm super stoked then to hear what number one is. And I bet you can guess. I have an idea. Because you have attended. Yes. And number one is definitely our very public library, Comic-Con, mm-hmm. that we've run for the past two years, and we're now planning year three. I'm super stoked for this. It's become quite an event. We have workshops. Uh, I think this year we have a few different options. We haven't quite um, figured out who's going to be at Comic-Con, and we're also planning to have workshops in advance of Comic-Con to like, okay. lead us in. So right. we have, we're hoping to do a prop making and costume, like cosplay 101, mm-hmm. with our uh, costume contest winner from last year, actually, oh, good. leading it. Yeah. We have someone who's approached us, a uh, father and son, who have made their own R2-D2 really? working droid that like moves around and makes noise and stuff so they want to come in and show us about what they've done and how you could make your own droids Mm -hmm. i think they also plan to make a canine so that'll be cool we always have drawing workshops so we'll probably have a drawing workshop again we are planning to do wand making it seems to be a popular popular item so we're gonna do harry potter wand making and for older children and teens uh, dragon egg making amazing which is quite an intense craft which you'll have to come to comic-con to see yep and then of course we have our cosplayers who are Mm -hmm. all over the place we have the costume contest like i said past two years we've had a cake contest where local bakeries have brought in cakes Mm -hmm. that uh, people can the first year it was a contest to see which cake was um, the nerdiest or the best and then last year we did a silent auction Uh, And people could buy the cakes. Yeah, because I was wondering what happened to those cakes. Well, we, the staff, got to eat one of them. It was a Batmobile. Oh, okay. And uh, our CEO bought it for us. Excellent. And it was delicious. (laughs) Well, it'd have to be. Yes. Even though it was covered in black fondant, um, you peel that bit off and the rest was delicious. Excellent. You can only eat so much fondant. It's so rich. Yeah. Yeah. And just sugar, sugar. Yeah. So where did the idea of doing your own Comic-Con come from? I think it it got bounced around a lot. I think a few of us had the idea or similar ideas around the same time. Certainly our uh, manager of programming, Genevieve, is a huge mm-hmm. um, proponent of our Comic-Con. She is a big nerd. Yep. Um, she has her own nerd podcast. Our True North Nerds is, is their podcast. Mm-hmm. She... And I and uh, Vivian, our branch manager, were all very, let's find a reason for us to wear costumes to work. And <laughs> yeah, Halloween only comes once a year. Exactly. And, and Harry Potter Day, of course, Yeah. Um, where I break out my Harry Potter costumes. Of course. And we had seen, of course, other libraries had done Comic-Cons. Mm-hmm. And um, we thought, how do we get involved? Well, let's just try it and see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Barry doesn't really have that type of a convention. I mean, being so close to Toronto, it's very easy to get to the bigger conventions. But Barry, I don't think, ever had this type of a convention they before. They didn't. They, they do now. Um, there's a small con that's running in April, I believe, end of April. Mm-hmm. Um, that started the year after we started our Comic-Con. Right. 
So they just jumped on board. Of course. Because we're awesome. Yep. So they have that. And then actually on the same day as our Comic-Con, the city of Barrie is running their second annual Game On event Mm. where it's a video game program that they're running. Um, And so we are looking to partner with them to kind of cross promote and see how we each each event can help the other. Okay. um, Because they will be in walking distance of each other. So Mm -hmm. people could easily go to both. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Make a whole event out of it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Liz, for coming out and giving us these top five nerdy reasons to incorporate your job into it. Yes. Excellent. Well, thank you. And where can people find you? You can certainly find me at the Painswood branch of the Berry Public Library if ever you're in, the, in town. You can come and see our full-size TARDIS and meet mm-hmm. Norbert. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find me, I have a blog where I do post every year all of my Harry Potter crafts. So if you are looking to incorporate Harry Potter programming into your library, uh, jump on my blog. It's lizandsarahinthemorning.wordpress.com. Excellent. Well, thank you once again for coming out today. Thanks for having me. It's been a lot of fun.